it was me. I asked the question. I think any one of us would have wanted to ask it. You see, we'd been for dinner at the home of two wonderful women. And I don't remember much about the meal, except it was good. I can't really remember what we had to eat. But it's something that the Lord said. There she was, that woman, and there was Jesus stretched out with his elbow near the table and the food. And there she was, right away from the table at his feet. And she was sitting and she was listening. Quiet, no words. Nobody spoke to her. You wouldn't expect that. The women were there to serve us our food. But it's what he said about her. It just stayed with me. And the words are going to come up in a moment. The words that um, I remember the Lord said to her sister, Mary has chosen what is the best thing to do. So she sat there at his feet, just listening. And the atmosphere in the room was changed because of the Lord saying, it's the one necessary thing. And we all thought, what is that? What is it that the Lord stopped and said, she's the one that you want to be like. She's the one who's delighted me. So it was me. Any one of us could have said it, but I said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And when he replied, he used uh, a lot of words, a lot of instructions. But it's the way he began as well. I'll just, I'll just remember the way he began. He, he said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Let your name be holy. Now, I'm a fisherman and I'm a Jew. So I've grown up praying and I've grown up learning my father's trade. It's what I do. I want to learn how to do things well. My family relies on the fish I catch. And now I want to follow the teacher. I want to do that well. So if the teacher says to me and all of us, let's start with, Father, holy and hallowed be your name. It's familiar, but it's different. Our wonderful ancestor David taught us psalms. We love them. We pray them. Let's have a look at um, a psalm. So this is familiar to all of us, all of us who are following Jesus. I think in prayer, the Lord is saying to us, be yourself, come to God, and remember who he is. Remember all about him. And what I want to do now, 
back to me now, back to me, St. Luke's Sunday morning, is to ask the men to read verse 1, men and boys, women and girls, verse 2, then men and boys, 3, women and girls, 4, men and boys, 5, women and girls, 13. This is familiar. God is holy. God is powerful, wonderful, majestic, splendid, compassionate, faithful, forgiving, mighty, just, righteous. And we can speak to him in these prayers that our ancestors and our teachers tell us. Men, please start. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He loves and we fear him. We don't use his name. We don't write his full name down. To this day, if you look at a website called Hebrew for Christians, when they write the word God, they don't write the full word. Even in English, they put G-D. The name of God is so holy, so we can praise his name. As Jews, we can't say it. And the Lord Jesus says, call him Daddy. Call him Father. Draw close to him, the mighty one. So I think in answer to our question, the Lord was saying to us, Jesus was saying to us, remember all the benefits. Remember who you are. Somebody who's inherited an amazing inheritance of righteousness and forgiveness and being chosen and being cherished and being guided and being led and being given a home and being set free and being pushed through your enemies to know the embrace of your Lord. Remember who he is. We sang the song earlier on. That's who you are. That's who you are. You are Lord. That's who you are. And I think that's what Jesus is saying to us. We're praying to the Lord, remembering who he is. But he is Father. And the, on the other hand, we need to remember who we are to him. What's our identity in Christ? That's who I am. Who am I? Well, beloved, forgiven, healed, crowned with compassion. I find my satisfaction of all my desires, all my longings, all my needs are in you, Lord. So you're amazing and you're great and I get to call you Daddy. 
And who am I to you? The priest brings sacrifices. The Levites say prayers. Um, we bring our gifts to the temple. There's slaughter. There's the scent of sacrifice. We present ourselves pure. God says, I'm your daddy. Come and sit on my lap. Who are we to God? That's the other important thing. Father, hallowed be your name. I think we'll have the next slide. So, I'm a Jew, and the great Solomon, the son of our great ancestor David, wrote these words. I have to believe that the Holy Scriptures from Jehovah God, from Yahweh, from the Lord God, are for me to feed me. So God sees me as a baby child. He sees me as his beloved one. But he also is passionately, rapturously committed and longing for me. I don't know if there's anywhere in the holy word of God that I know of before Jesus' sayings were written down that is clearer that God desires you. He is passionate about you. Pearson, would you read that for us? From Song of Songs, my beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one. Come with me. See, the wind has passed. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The, se the season of singing is come. Arise, come, my daddy, my beautiful one. Come. Thank you. The Bible calls us the apple of his eye. Who are we to you, Lord? We are the apple of your eye. We are your treasure. Church, we are your bride, Lord. We are church, we are your bride. Tender to us, father to us. It doesn't have to be complicated. And so sometimes when I look back, I think, what did the Lord say? Uh, I can remember some of the things he said, but there was more and more. And my, my brother John, he remembers so much. He's always listening to the Lord. He's always tuned in. Um, that last evening, that Passover evening, John leant back against the Lord's breast, just drinking in what the Lord was saying. And he was saying so much about the Holy Spirit coming, so that when Jesus isn't here any longer, the Holy Spirit shows us in our hearts, in reality, exactly what God is like. And everything changes. So it's as complicated as this. When we pray, we're thinking about who God is. Can't contain it. It just goes on and on and on. There's no beginning, there's no end. God got the idea of infinity. Just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then who we are to him. I, I really need the children now. Okay. Children, this is a story about a giant beanbag. Okay. 
I was in the library this week, Colchester Central Library in Trinity Square, because it's all about kids during the school holiday. And did you know that when you walk through the doors of Colchester Library, there is a giant beanbag. I mean, giant beanbag. If I started walking around the edge of it, I'd go like this. Okay, I've just walked around the edge of a giant beanbag, and Adam, can I borrow you for a moment, please? So, if Adam's standing next to this giant beanbag, so let's put you on the edge, right there, okay? On the edge of the beanbag. Okay, stop, thank you. Do you see where Adam's shirt and, and shorts come together? That's how tall the beanbag is. Thank you, Adam, that's perfect. Now everybody's got an idea of how big the beanbag is, okay? And what they've done, these wonderful librarians, is they put a sofa and a coffee table and two bookcases with wonderful books. And so, I know I'm not a kid, but I sat on the sofa and I looked at children's books. And I was reading and I was reading and I was reading. It was lovely and quiet because all the children's, uh, main children's area was over there towards Trinity Square. And as I was reading, I just suddenly stopped. You know how sometimes you get a sense that there's an atmosphere change? And it's not something you've heard. You just pick it up with that part of you. There was an atmosphere change. And guess what I saw? It wasn't children reading. What I saw was a little girl about half Adam's size so she would only come up to where his shirt comes, okay? If you have a look at Adam, she was about as high as where his shirt joins his shorts. I would guess she was about 20 months old. She was walking. I don't know if she was talking. I have no idea, because there was not a sound. But she wasn't alone. She is with her dad, who was wearing shorts and a T-shirt and sandals. And you know what was happening? Do you know what changed the atmosphere? That little girl looked at that beanbag and she thought, it's for me. It's for me to have fun with. And so what she did was, she went up to this beanbag and she threw herself on it. The look on her face, can you imagine? And Dad was right there. Can you imagine the look on Dad's face? And then she got off. It wasn't a health and safety look, if that's what you're thinking. Not at all. Okay? Keep imagining. And then, I have to tell you, I felt a little bit shy because there was something so beautiful happening. I can't really put it into words. And so I looked back at my book, a bit shy. I didn't make eye contact with Dad or the little girl. They were in an amazing zone. And then, threw herself onto the beanbag. Smiles. No words. And then she went to the other side and she threw herself onto the beanbag safely. So kids, I've got a question for you. I could tell that she was having an amazing time. What was good was that at no point did Dad say, come on, we've got to go now. Here's the question I've got for you. What was going on in Dad's heart and mind? If you think of a big speech bubble, or sorry, a thought bubble, 
What was going on in Dad's heart and mind? I didn't want that moment to be broken. I felt shy, privileged. I just felt I had a glimpse of how much we mean to God. And the last thing that the disciple remembers the Lord saying is, ask, seek, knock. I believe that there was more and more and more, that there was no end to how much pleasure and delight Father had in watching his little girl enjoy the beanbag. There was no end to it. And when Jesus says to his disciples, ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, you'll find. I'm not going to hide it from you. Knock, and it'll be open to you. In fact, knock, and I'm there. We said a moment ago, infinity was God's idea. There's no beginning and there's no end. If you keep asking and you keep seeking and you keep knocking, you are bringing pleasure to God just as that little girl brought pleasure to dad on the giant beanbag. Because a good father wants to go on giving. That's who he is. And as a child, if you go on asking, it delights his heart that you've come to dad. Because you trust him that there's a never-ending supply of his goodness, his mercy, his faithfulness, his love for you, his giving you another go, his healing for you. So the ask, seek, not, knock, it's the Father's heart. I've written down here encouragement. Actually, I think God is the very best cheerleader. He just says, yeah, more. Ask for more. There is plenty more. Do you know how much more there is left? Well, you can't imagine, because it doesn't run out. We sing it, don't we? His love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. So go on. Keep asking. I've got um, two more slides. Um, I think what we'll do is um, many of you, led by Adrian, many of you like to put some of what you're thinking into words. And what I'm going to suggest is that you have a look at those three um, thinking starters, if you like, just to get you thinking. Because I think if today has had any benefit at all, if this talk has had any benefit, it would be for you to think, I want to come to God more. I want to jump on that beanbag more. I want to feel God's pleasure more as I talk to him. I want to find time to talk to him. He's listening. Um, so I'll just let you finish off reading them. And then I think... Chris, is it all right if we have four or five minutes to talk 
just with somebody around you. And then I've got a picture to end with, as you know. Okay? Um, yeah. Tackle the question that will help you if you feel like going into a group. Um, feel free not to go into a group, but just use the time to reflect. Very often it's helpful if somebody else encourages you. I think if we're made in God's image and God is the supreme cheerleader encourager, maybe that's what church is for as well. So four or five minutes um, thinking points just to start you off. So we've had a chance to reflect. We've had a chance to remember. Um, one of the hardest questions where I was listening was, what does God think about me? How does he think of you? Um, and I, I, I don't know if the last picture will help. It's um, a very old picture done by a Russian icon artist. I don't know much about it or him. I don't know the date. I would think centuries ago. And it's a picture of three people, three beings, and the artist, the icon artist, intended it as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to suggest to us that we might spend a few moments in silence looking at that atmosphere that's created when one loves the other and the other loves the other and the other is looking at the other and reaching out to the other. Is it a picture of love going on forever? Infinity? Never-ending source? A relationship that is there and will always be there? Is it a picture of encouragement? Or is it something that not one of us could put into words? So finally, just to remember, to remind ourselves, Lord, teach us to pray. Father, hallowed be your name. Amen.